Welcome to Ponbury Island, where dungeons, crypts, and hidden places teem with peril and secrets. Beatrice, Alice, and Punch have founded their very own dungeon-clearing business, and they fearlessly delve into the shadows, uncovering the mysteries that lurk beneath. Stay tuned, for the Dungeon Crashers are here to light the way. For a price. Episode 6. Extras and Ambulance For three days, Beatrice, Alice, and Punch were trolls. They dressed like trolls in battle, they wore green troll face paint, and they grunted and growled just like they imagined trolls would. Even though they were on a very specific mission here in Ravenwood, they were really getting into the play. What if we came back here after this whole amulet mission? asked Punch. Maybe we could be extras in the next play too. Um, I don't know. Wouldn't it feel kind of weird to steal from this lady and then come back to her theater to act some more like nothing happened? asked Beatrice. Oh, yeah, I guess it would, said Punch. And we could start our own theater with all the money we're getting from that old lady, said Beatrice. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, said Alice. We still don't know how to get the amulet. Galfamina wears it all the time, except when she's on stage acting. And then when she's done, she goes right to her dressing room and puts it back on. The girls then all kind of went quiet for a minute, trying to think of a plan to get the amulet. Well... Then I think we need to get it during the play, said Beatrice. During the play? But we're supposed to be on stage, said Punch. We're just extras, said Beatrice. Will they really notice if there's a few trolls missing? Yeah, maybe not, said Punch. So what, we just practiced for three days straight only to bail on the final production? We're not here for the play, said Beatrice. We're here for the amulet. Remember the big sack full of gold coins that creepy old lady showed us? And all three girls remembered back to Thames Forest and the old woman and the gold coins. The one thousand gold coins. They felt bad stealing from Galfamina. They didn't know her. They had only seen her around backstage and during rehearsals. But she seemed like a good enough person. She didn't seem like someone who would steal jewelry. But the wheels were set in motion. And they weren't just doing this job for the money. They told Sparkle Dungeon that they could handle it. And they didn't want to let him down. So they sort of told themselves that Galfamina was a crafty thief, and that way it didn't feel so wrong stealing from her. Right, said Punch. So maybe like, as the group of extras is reporting to the stage for the big battle scene at the end, we split off and head down the hallway that has the main actress dressing rooms and we, well, we do what we need to do. Beatrice and Alice nodded their heads, silently agreeing to the plan. Rehearsals went on as scheduled, and the play came together. It was finally time for the opening night, and the girls were nervous, but not for their part in the play. They sat backstage with the other extras, waiting for their cue. Finally, the woman with the clipboard came back to lead them to the edge of the stage, where they would all wait to charge into the scene as if in battle against Queen Lenora. Beatrice, Alice, and Punch were the last to leave the room, making sure they were at the back of the line. They walked slowly putting some space between them and the rest of the extras. Then, when the hallway curved and the rest of the cast turned toward the stage, the dungeon crashers fast-walked down a different hallway. The hallway marked top talent only. Each door down this hallway led into a different actress dressing room. 
Actress names were written on the doors, and soon the girls stood in front of the door marked Galfamina. Beatrice reached out carefully and turned the door handle. The door opened without a creak and they stepped inside. Galfamina's dressing room was lavishly decorated with extravagant tapestries and fancy furniture. A huge mirror hung above her dresser and it was littered with expensive makeup and jewelry. A mannequin bust sat on the dresser and there were different expensive-looking necklaces hung around its neck. Here it is, said Beatrice. She carefully lifted the gold necklace off the mannequin, holding it up so the others could see the amulet hanging. It was exactly the one the old lady drew for them. All right, let's go. We need to rush back to Thames Forest right away. No stopping. Beatrice wanted to be done with this job. Leave the necklace, said Alice. We only need the amulet. Beatrice nodded and slid the amulet off the necklace. She left the necklace there on the dresser and dropped the amulet into her bag. Follow me out the back, said Beatrice. Remember, we don't stop for anything or anyone until we get to Thames Forest. They slipped out of Galfamina's dressing room, and as predicted, the halls were empty. Everyone was up near the stage, preparing for the final scene. Beatrice, Alice, and Punch rushed out the back door, into the alley, down side streets, and out into the countryside. They ran and walked on dirt roads through the night and into the next morning until they reached Thames Forest. Their adrenaline and nerves kept them awake, but when they reached the edge of the forest, they were exhausted. Sweat had smeared most of the green paint off their faces. Oh my gosh, said Beatrice. I kind of forgot we were dressed up like trolls this entire time. They took a moment to try and wipe themselves clean before entering the forest on the skinny little path. They removed their troll battle costumes and stuffed them in their bags. Like before, they held hands entering Thames Forest so they didn't get separated in the dense fog. Soon they were standing before the dead oak, cringing at the gross sap bubbling out from between chunks of black bark. And again, the old woman seemed to appear from nowhere. I thought you had all given up, she grumbled. Do you have the amulet? Beatrice reached into her bag and revealed the amulet. The old woman stepped forward and Beatrice pulled her hand back. The gold, said Beatrice. The old woman stopped and frowned. The gold, of course. The gold, the gold, the gold, always the gold. Of course, here, the gold. And the old woman pulled a bag from her cloak and dropped it on the ground. It rang with the sound of so many tinkling coins. Punch stepped forward and kneeled down and opened up the top of the bag to reveal bright, shiny gold coins. She put one of the coins in her mouth and bit it. Then she looked at it and noticed her teeth marks, proving that it was in fact real gold. Punch was not going to count all the coins right there, but she could tell by lifting the bag that it had to have been at least one thousand. She looked up and nodded to Beatrice. Beatrice handed the amulet to the old lady, and a creepy smile filled her face. The old woman breathed deep. Finally, was all she said. Punch held the bag of coins open for Beatrice and Alice to see, and when they looked back up, the old woman was gone. A faint cackle echoed through the forest. Without a word, the three girls rushed out of Thames Forest and back to Newcastle to meet up with Sparkle Dungeon and put this whole episode behind them.